0: Welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you, amen, with us. I pray that your week is beginning amazing, amen. I pray that we're going to be able to add to this amazing week for you. You know, God is moving in this earth, and God is moving in this time, and I know there's so much that you see happening in the world. And it's stuff that Jesus said would take place, you know, in Matthew 24. He said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, and we see these conflicts taking place around the globe. He mentioned that there would be earthquakes and things happening in different places. And we're seeing all of these things manifest just as our Lord and Savior said. You know, but God wants you to shine like light in the midst of darkness. God wants you to be, amen, an answer, amen, to people, amen, to the needs that they have. And so it's so important that we grow in our relationship with God and in our understanding of who we are in Christ because you are a new creature Amen. Old things are passing away and there's a whole new life that is available to you. And many of you have already entered into that and you're enjoying that new life. Our prayer is that we can help you, amen, to take your life to a whole nother level. Amen. Not just what you do in church or in ministry, but your life as a family, your life as an employer, as an employee, as a student, we want to make these tools be available to you, amen, through Kingdom Concepts to help give you what's necessary, the information, so that you can live a victorious life and experience a growing relationship with God. So if you haven't already, hit that like and subscribe button. Every Monday we put out a new episode uh, here on Kingdom Concepts, and man, you'll be one of the first ones to get it, amen, if you hit that button. You're going to want to grab your Bible and a notebook and a pen and want to take some notes, amen. If you weren't with us last episode, you can go back and you can check that out because it's going to go hand in hand with what we're talking about today, because we've been talking about living a consecrated mm-hmm. life, taking this life once you're born again, and then giving it back to the Lord as an offering. How important is it for people, once they've made a decision to accept Jesus, how important is it for them to begin to separate themselves from the life that they were living?
1: Well, it could be a matter of life and death. It really could. If you're... Uh not taking that time to consecrate yourself with the Lord, you won't last. You won't, uh, either you won't last or it'll take you a long time to get to places where God wants you to get closer. Mm, That's good. Uh, You know, for us, I remember being saved knowing that we needed to separate ourselves. We needed to separate ourselves from anybody around us. We did not play well with others, like you said. You know, we had to separate ourselves from Anybody that was not going to bring, um, not, not edify us in the Holy Spirit, not edify us in the Lord, we had to separate ourselves. That doesn't mean that we just cut all our friends off. It doesn't mean that we d- stopped talking to everybody. It meant that we were very particular on who we were around. Yeah. Because
0: we weren't strong enough. No, we were not to hang around people that were living the life that we were trying to get away from. Yes, uh huh. And I remember uh, when I you got saved before I did, and I remember you separated yourself from me. (laughs) I was on the worst influences in your life. Yeah. But I remember a couple months later, I followed. And yeah. uh, But I remember one of the first things I did was I contacted all of our friends and I told them, I said, we're serving Jesus. And, and if you want to serve him with us, come on, come to church with us. This is what we're going to do. No more partying at our house, no more drinking or using drugs around us. But if you don't want to serve God, then step aside. I said, because we're not going to hell for none of you. We were so done yeah. with that old life uh, that, man, we were willing to sacrifice everything and everyone to run after this life that God wanted us to have and i I think that's one of the greatest reasons why we begin to develop so quick as as believers and 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 people being used in ministry because we wanted old old things couldn't pass quick enough for us
1: yeah and we didn't have any uh we didn't have anything to contaminate us you know we didn't have any of the we got saved and we left the world outside. We didn't allow a little bit of the world inside. We didn't yeah. allow a little bit of the world to change us. We said, nope, we are consecrated to the Lord and we are gonna go full force with the Lord and anything that's gonna take us away from the Lord, we don't want any part of it. Yes, we you didn't have to have...
0: get rid of those influences because there's always gonna be something or somebody or some place, amen, that's gonna make it easy for you to compromise, you know, and if you want change in your life, we always say this, you gotta change, uh, you know, uh, PPT, people, places, and things. That's right. It doesn't mean that you cut people off, but I can tell you this, man, if your problem was hanging out at the bar, the last thing you want to do is give your life to Jesus and go down to the bar and testify to people about how you're a changed (laughs) person. Uh, You're going to become like the company you keep. And so for us, we wanted the things of God. So we began to surround ourselves with people that were going in the same direction that we were going. We wanted Jesus. So man, we surrounded ourselves with people that we're living for Jesus. Amen. And every one of us are works in progress. So don't beat yourself up if things haven't completely changed. Again, you know, the Bible tells us if you're a new creature in Christ, old things pass away. Everything becomes new. It's a process. It's one that you just have to learn to endure. But when you make a decision, you want to serve the Lord. I'm telling you, the power of that decision will determine how quick your life begins to change and how quick your life starts looking like the life that the Bible says you can have. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 1 and 2. And if you wouldn't mind, honey, would you please uh, take us there and, and read this to us? Because it's so important, amen, that we present our bodies to the Lord. Amen, that we subject ourselves to His will and to His ways. And that's why it's so important that we read the word. But you're going to see from this scripture she's going to read right now how it is a personal decision, amen, to do this. Go ahead and read that.
1: I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's the least that you could do. That's what Mm -hmm. that means. And be not conformed to this world, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
0: So the things that you want to take note of is, number one, it says right here, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. It's a choice for you to say, God, I'm, I'm going to consecrate this life to you. It's yours now. Amen. So it's a personal choice. The next thing you see is that God wants us to be holy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because he's holy, which yeah. means you do your best not to allow yourself to be contaminated. Amen. And then it says, you know, it's your reasonable service. I mean, Jesus paid the highest price. Yes. He suffered so much on the cross and so much before the cross. You know, the whipping and the beating that he received at the hands of the Romans. You know, the Bible says that his figure was so marred that you can hardly even tell that he was human. Uh And he did it all because he loves us and because he wanted to pay the price for everything that you and I and anyone else has ever done Uh wrong. And the only thing he asked for us, he's not asking us to die for him. He's asking us to live for me. Yeah. Will you live for me? And it's a choice. How important is it, Eliana, not to be conformed, but to be transformed? How important is that?
1: Well, like I said earlier, you know, it's death and life. If you if you you can't be if you can't do that, it's it's going to be difficult for you for the rest of your life. It's going to be very difficult for you to live a life consecrated to the Lord, if you cannot do that. You know this scripture right here where you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh uh in and the, the amplified classic at the end it says holy devoted consecrated and well pleasing to god which is your reasonable rational intelligent service and spiritual worship mm-hmm. you know i remember a uh, a friend of mine uh she was single and there was a couple of men that were uh you know vying for her affection and i remember her coming up to me one day and she goes oh no she said they have no reasonable service and i said what she said they can't even give god anything what are they going to give me? And I was like, "That's a good way to put it." I was like, That's, "She said they have nothing." She's and I, I and in my brain, I'm like, "What? Well, they got? They got no car? They don't got no job? Mm-hmm. Nope. Good looking guys, good jobs, good good jobs, good cars. You know, money, whatever." But she said they have no reasonable service and they cannot give nothing to God. They're not going to give nothing to me. And I was like, "If we all had that attitude, if we all had that, you know what? We need to give everything to God." Because that's the most important thing. Yeah. And right here, you know, it's, it's like what you said. He gave the ultimate price. He died on the cross for us. He, he shed his blood. He suffered. He, he rose again on the third day. And, and if we could just consecrate ourselves to him and just say, Lord, what would you have us do with mm-hmm. ourselves? What would you have us do with our lives, with our careers, with our talents, our gifts? Mm-hmm. Every single aspect of, our, mm-hmm. of ourselves. To give to you, you know,
0: because when when you're conformed to something, it means you fit in. That's right. And that's the thing is we should not fit in with the world. That's the world's way of acting, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of behaving. All those things that put Jesus on the cross, we cannot be conformed to that. But it says we have to be transformed. It means we have to be turned into something completely different. And and the Bible is very clear in this scripture we just read in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two. It says that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, when you got saved, the Bible says you're a new creature, but you're a new creature with an old mind.
1: Yes. You have
0: to change the way you think by renewing your mind, the way that you think by studying the word of God. It's getting into this Bible. And if you just got born again and you know you're going, where do I start? Where do I begin? There's a lot of Bible here for me to read. Where do I begin? Start off in the gospel of John. I'm telling you, The Gospel of John is God's love letter to you and I. I mean, the whole book of the Bible is a love letter, but the Gospel of John really shows you the heart of God, the heart of Jesus, amen? And I encourage you to begin there because uh, as you begin to study this word, I know for us, it started changing the way that we process things because... If you don't change the way you think, you're not going to change the way you live. That's right. And so we had to put ourselves in a position to where we made a decision. We're not going to not going live like we used to live. It's not going to be easy for us to keep making mistakes. And the more we wanted to live this life for God, the more important we begin to realize his word is. Because this right here, the word of God is what helped us to have the power we needed amen, uh, to change, but it also gave us an image of what a life in Christ looks
1: like. Well, it's a, we, you just said it's perfect. It, you made a decision. You made a choice. You made a choice to consecrate yourself. You made a choice to put the Word first. You made a choice to put what God wanted first in our lives. And I'm telling you that that choice that you have, you have a choice to, to live a godly life consecrated to the Lord, or you have a choice to... I, I've said this so many times when I've preached, a lot of people they get saved and the only thing that they receive from Christ is salvation. Mm-hmm. That's it, they're saved. Saved, love God, that's it, they're saved. And you say, wasn't well, that enough? Well, you know, are you healed? Are you whole? Is Jesus your counselor? Is He your is he your rock? Is He your healer? Is He your Abba Father? There's so many other aspects to salvation and just to be saved. Yes. So many different things. I,
0: are people attracted to God because of what they, yes. the life they see you live Yes. Because people aren't going to, you're not going to follow someone whose life you don't want.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and you, you just, that I really, I really just want to hit back onto the choice and the decision. Mm, yes. You know, this scripture right here, uh, it's in uh, Romans 6, 12, 13. This is in the new amplified. Uh, new American Standard. New American Standard. It says, therefore do not let, and I get the, Listen to this. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, body that you should obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteous. But, pre- but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. He's saying you have that choice. Mm-hmm. Therefore, do not let, do not go, but present yourself. He, The word is very clear and when you yield yourself to sin, it's your choice. it's you doing mm-hmm. it. it's you choosing to, to go to sin. It's you choosing mm-hmm. you know what when I was out doing drugs I did, nobody had a gun to my head. Mm-hmm. nobody was making me do drugs. Mm-hmm. I was going out looking for it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was making me drink and get drunk and mm-hmm. dance at speakers on the clubs. <laughs> I was doing yeah. that. I was the one doing out making those choices for myself. but you know why I was making those choices for myself because I was not consecrated to God. Yeah. The minute that I gave my heart to God, all those things, we talked about that scripture earlier in the ep- other episode, all those things began to fall away and began mm-hmm. to go away. And I no longer chose to do those things. Mm-hmm. I, The day I got saved, I chose never to go to mm-hmm. a bar dancing and drinking ever again. Mm-hmm. I chose never to do drugs. I chose to be a better mom. I chose to, to, to stay with my husband. I chose those things. Mm-hmm. I decided and it was hard there was so many things that were hard you know so many things I didn't want to be married I didn't want to uh, pretty much that's the only thing I didn't want is to be married you know but I chose God and because I chose God every part of my life was consecrated to him including our marriage
0: yes and you know when it when it comes to that it's understanding that you know God gave every one of us a beautiful gift called free will yes and God will not force
1: exactly your submission
0: yes. Amen, God wants you to choose to do what's right because it is right. And when it comes to this life, again, the Word of God is what's gonna help you to be more like Christ. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them, which means separate them Mm -hmm. by thy truth, O Lord. Thy Word is truth, amen. The Bible says if you know the truth, the truth will make you free, it'll create freedom. So the more of this Word you get in you, the more you understand the kind of life that god wants you to be experiencing right. so if you're not experiencing the god kind of life that you read in here then you got to go back and look at your life and say okay what do i need to adjust yes. what do i need to change and it's so important that we do that because when it comes to you living a surrendered life amen that means that you're giving god your time amen you're giving god your talents amen uh, you're giving god your finances you're giving god your influence everything that you have control of, amen, you present it to Him, amen, as an offering, amen, to where you're going to live a life that is in harmony with His will, with His purpose, That's right. and with His plan of, for your life, That's because right. He has a beautiful plan for your life. God tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, He says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. He said, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a hope, to give you a future, To give you an expected end. My brothers and sisters, there is always something good in your future. Mm. And the more you consecrate your life to God, the more you say, Lord, here I am. The good, the bad, the ugly, uh, you know, here's all of me. I'm saying God will take that sacrifice and he knows how to make something beautiful out of it. God knows how to take a mess and turn it into a masterpiece. The Bible says that he can take the weak things and the foolish things of this world. God knows I was a fool and turn us into something greater because his desire is for us to live a good life because he's a good God and he wants to have influence in our lives. He wants his blessing on us So that when we come into contact with other people and they see how good our life has become, it doesn't mean you don't have problems. Yes. uh But what it means is this is that you have a life that they're attracted to. They see that you have something that's more than religion. They see that you have something that they've never seen before. You have a life in Christ.
1: Well, how do you handle? How do we handle those, you know, trials and persecutions Mm -hmm. and things that come against us? We're going to handle them better and differently than mm-hmm. somebody that is not consecrated to God, because you're going to have the Word to go back to. You're going to have Come on. the Holy Spirit to to guide you. The Holy Spirit to upgird you. The Holy Spirit to encourage you. You're going to have those things inside of you because you've made it a choice. Mm-hmm. You've made a choice to live a consecrated life. You've made a choice to, uh, to cooperate you know, with the Word of God. I like what you put here. You said we need to cooperate with God by keeping our bodies under subjection. That's every area of mm-hmm. our lives. If we do that, if we keep ourselves in that place to that that says, you know what, God, uh, this may be coming against me, that may be coming against me, or this may be happening, but you know what, I'm consecrated to you, so what do you want me to do with this mm-hmm. situation? I just love that. Yeah,
0: and and, in his word, you know, again when you're renewing the mind, you're renewing the man. And to be conformed to the Lord is you taking your life and you making it fit in with God and yes. what God wants. So like me, one of my biggest giants that I had to overcome when I got saved was unforgiveness. Yes. And so when I read in the Bible, he says, you know what? You have to forgive those that despitefully use you, bless them. I'm like, man, that was hard when he said, you know, <laughs> to do that. I'm like, I hated people. You know, I did. Yeah. And so when God told me, if you don't forgive them, I'm not going to forgive you. And with the measure you give to people, God says, I'm going to use your measuring stick that you measure on people. I'm going to use that to measure you. And I remember it, 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 it made me see I need to change. So for me, I had to renew my mind. I now know what God wants. God wants me to forgive people because he forgave me. That's right. And then with that, I conformed my life to where I no longer was trying to hold on to things that put Jesus on the cross, my anger, my unforgiveness. No, I conform my life to where I chose to forgive people. And you know what's awesome is that if you're gonna serve the Lord again, it's your choice. That's right. Because you can make Jesus the Lord of your life, but that doesn't mean you're gonna live a successful life unless you choose to live for Him, amen. You have the point of surrender, which is the day that you make Jesus your Lord, when you realize you need a Savior and you receive His forgiveness. But then you have the act of surrender to where, like the Apostle Paul said, he said, I die daily. Daily. Every day, it's a choice. It's a decision that you make that, God, this is going to be your day. This is going to be your life. Live through me. And uh, it's important that we understand this because, you know, the Lord um, warns us in Luke chapter 14, verse 33. You know, it says, likewise, Jesus speaking, you know, in, in Luke 14, verse 33, he said, Whoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. One of the challenges that me and my wife had was we tried serving the Lord a year before we actually took God serious and gave our lives to him. And we were trying to hold on to the world. We wanted the good life that Jesus said we could have. We wanted to go to heaven, but we still wanted to party. We still wanted to, to live a sinful life and
1: you can't we were so dumb
0: we were dumb oh my gosh you can't it's like oil you are and, really dumb it's like oil and water the <laughs> two do not mix god will, a, an ungodly lifestyle will never fit into a relationship with god
1: it does not fit because
0: what did jesus say he said you can't serve two masters you can't you'll love that's one we tried. and hate the other and we suffered for it
1: it was the worst year of our lives horrible
0: <laughs> yeah i want to forget 1992 um.
1: <laughs> the beginning yeah that, that, it was the that. best
0: of times it was the worst of times we got saved but we went through hell on earth you know before that but you know no matter where you're at though understand something amen again I know we're sounding a little redundant but we want you to get this thing from your head into your spirit serving God is a choice being consecrated amen. is a choice It's God, God's not going to force you to be you know uh Uh, you know, the kind of person He wants you to be. He's going to give you His Word, and He's going to give you His Holy Spirit, which will give you the power to become, amen, that believer, amen, that follower, that disciple that you were always destined and created to be and to live the life that He's always wanted you to live, amen. But it's a choice. It's a decision that you have to make, amen. And sometimes you have to make it on a moment-to-moment basis.
1: Exactly. I was just going to say that. You know, <laughs> we've been saved 30 years now. Uh, November, uh, September was my 30 years. November Mine's November. We 30 years saved. And let me tell you something. It literally felt like just one day at a time. Just one day at a time. Mm. One day at a time. It felt like every single week we just were making sure that it was just... Uh, A a daily thing, a daily thing when we, you know, for me, when we got, when I got saved, I uh, never, didn't struggle with drinking or alcohol after that. The moment I got saved, it was gone. Didn't have to think about that. But for me, the daily struggle was us wanting to be stayed in this marriage. I daily struggled with wanting to leave. I daily struggled with... Uh, wanting to stay in this relationship. I didn't want to be married anymore. I was done, and it was a daily thing. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you that every day I would wake up and I would say, God, your will, not mine. God, Mm -hmm. your will, not mine, you know, and then uh just constantly praying, God, let me love my husband, help me to love my husband. It was a daily thing. So mm-hmm. for me, those were the struggles that I had. For you, it might be something else. Maybe it was a it's a daily, Lord, don't let me smoke another cigarette. Lord, I don't want to smoke a cigarette today, or lie, I don't want to lie today. I don't wanna be uh, uh, you know deceitful today. I don't whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it take it one day at a time to where you could say, Today I didn't do any of those things. Tomorrow it'll be two days, the next day it'll be three days. Yes, God loves you, but you have to show God you love Him. And the way that you show God you love Him is by consecrating yourself to Him. You know, He's shown you that He loves you by giving Himself for you. You know, gave his, His life for you, gave you His blood, His salvation, all those things. The things that we... Set apart are things that he doesn't want for us because they're gonna harm us Mm -hmm. So for us every day putting those things aside is us showing God. We love you more than we love ourselves We love you more than the lusts of this Mm -hmm. world. That's what we do every day
0: and times when you fall or you fail at doing that You know what you just make a decision man You're gonna get back up and you're gonna do the right thing You know that you're gonna keep on going don't ever come to a place to where you accept quit you know what i'm saying you can do what's right god will help you to do it but one thing that he will not do is god will not force you to submit to him god is not going to uh, take control and usurp his authority over your free will your power to choose amen? amen he won't do that amen he loves us and if you're taking notes i want you to write this down this is such a powerful statement um, you know, forced submission, if God forced you to submit to him, let me tell you something. Forced submission will not build the character of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ in you. It won't. It won't make you be like him, you know. You'll be like that person that on the outside, you you know, you're doing what's right, but on the inside, something's wrong. It's like when you discipline your child and you tell them, you know what, sit down. And they sit down, but they tell you on the inside, I'm standing up, you know. There's never a right way to do a wrong thing. Amen. Amen. So. Make that decision. God, I'm yours. Lord, use me how you want to use me. When you make mistakes, man, repent and step towards doing what's right. Uh, Don't let the devil convince you that you can't change. I'm telling you, all the power you need for change is going to be found in the Lord. That's right. It's going to be found in his word, and it's going to be found in the love that he has for you, that love that has the power to help you in any area of your life. Amen. Amen.
1: We love you so much. We hope that you are enjoying these episodes, and we will see you again next week.